A reading from Acts. One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had the spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God, who proclaim to, to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days. But Paul was very much annoyed and turned, to, turned and said to the spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them there, brought them before the magistrates, they said, These men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had given them a severe flogging, they threw them into prison and ordered their jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in their innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was an earthquake so violent that the foundation of the prison was, were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prisoner's doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights and rushed in. He fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. At the same hour of the, of the night, he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them into the house and set food before them, and he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for the gift of your power, the gift of your Holy Spirit, that your word is proclaimed in all the world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Sermons based on the story out of Acts. Last Sunday we read that Paul met Lydia at the river as he was looking for the place where the Jews would be praying. Now on another day, Paul and Silas are on a way to the place of prayer, and Paul meets another woman. Lydia was an independent woman, head of the household, the maker of purple, which was a good income. The second woman is a woman who is bound two times over. She is a slave to human masters, and she is a slave to an evil spirit. So she is a woman who has no power, no status, no freedom. 
yet she speaks the truth about Paul and follows him around for, what did it say? Three days? I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want anybody following me around for three days. And she keeps saying, this is the people of God. In the end, it seems Paul can't tolerate it anymore. Even when truth is proclaimed, when it comes through something that is evil, an evil system, it ends up being distorted. So Paul and Silas, she says, offers a way of salvation rather than clearly saying offers the way of salvation. A distortion. Evil always attempts to manipulate and control the truth. And when that happens, it cannot be tolerated. But the power of the gospel answers that. So in Jesus' name, Paul sets the woman free from the evil spirit. At this point in the story, the focus of the power of Jesus is over all the evil spirits of the world. And the story simply leaves her behind, nameless, a reminder that there is a need for liberation for all who need to hear the gospel. And so we think a little bit about the story and, and what's the response that we would expect? The, expo- the response would be maybe awe and definitely faith, but that's not the response because there is greed involved, there's bigotry, there's the hostile reaction against the other, someone who is different, therefore dangerous, therefore a target of violence. Paul and Silas are the other, and they are beaten. not difficult to find people who are different. Watch the newspaper. Watch the news reports. Immigrant workers are accused of taking jobs. Minority religions are seen as sinister and suspicious. Sexual orientation and gender identity doesn't fit the majority. And those who are the other become objects of criticism and violence. But what's most disturbing is that we, we who follow God, may not recognize what God is doing. 
especially when God is doing something that upsets our plans and our profits. Evil seems to be winning in the story. Paul and Silas are locked up in change. But then the story changes. The powers of the world that just beat Paul and Silas and locked them up are not in charge. For out of the darkness of the prison cell come songs in the dark. Paul and Silas are singing praises to God. They're praising God for the privilege of being God's servants in the face of injustice. And we shouldn't be surprised what happens next. God acts, and the Philippian jail can't hold Paul and Silas. The earthquake comes, but it's a strange earthquake. Earthquakes traps and crushes people. This earthquake sets them free. In faith, we see that the earthquake is showing us that God is shaking the world's powers to the foundation. And they are set free. And we would expect Paul and Silas to run away from the jail and go to Lydia's house. Remember, she invited them to come and stay. But this is an escape with no escape. Paul and Silas don't leave. Being God's servants mean that they are the voice and hands of Jesus. And Jesus stays and proclaims the gospel. Paul and Silas shared the gospel in song with their prisoners. And they don't leave. The jailer, thinking that all have escaped, takes his sword and is ready to commit suicide. Because if you are a Roman and you fail at your job, you either commit suicide or you are killed. But Paul and Silas save him. And then they save him again by giving him the life in Christ. So he washes the wounds of Paul and Silas, and Paul and Silas wash him in the power of baptism. Besides Paul and Silas, I'd like to look at two people. The woman and the jailer. After the woman is set free, what happens? Her story ends as Paul and Silas go to jail, but there are no answers about Where did she come from? 
Where did she go? A spirit of divination to look into the future and tell what was going to happen. When was it first discovered? Was it something she always had? Did it come when she was older? Did it start when she was sold into slavery? Did that evil possession frighten her family? And were they happy to see her go into slavery away from them? Was she sold into slavery to benefit for whatever the going rate was for girls such as her? Was her slavery generations old for her family and her special ability to see into the future made her valuable than a different way for those who owned her? What was it like to be a slave? Did her owners only take advantage of her supernatural ability? Was there more to her slavery? It was bad, and it could have been worse, and maybe it was worse. So what became of her next? Once she was freed by the demon, did her owners let her go? Or did they keep her for other purposes? And if they did let her go, was she able to return home? And if she did return home, was she welcomed there? Was life ever normal again? Or was she damaged goods, having been a slave for too long? Those questions are important for one reason. What does it tell us, the church, what we need to do today. Being set free doesn't come easily. Remember the story of the Israelites leaving Egypt? And in the wilderness, what did they cry to Moses? We had food in our slavery in Egypt. We don't want this freedom. We want to be what we know. Was this girl free? But with that freedom comes the unknown. Could she make it without support? If her family wasn't willing to support her, was there a community of believers who they themselves, being set free, would be able to help her in her new freedom, to love her, to embrace her, 
to bring her into forgiveness, to give her hope. We have a community that helps us called the church. We have been slaves to sin and set free. And we share that freedom with each other. So what is the role of the church? How can we be mentors and friends and guides to those who are enslaved to poverty or to violence or to addictions or to grief or mental illness or you name it? How does her story end? I wonder if we are meant to write the ending for her story. We are to be in unity, working together for those who are slaved. We are to be in unity of action and love, living out our freedom with others. We, who have been set free, know the freedom of Christ. And then there's the jailer. We might call him what? A working class man? Being jailer? A job? Take care of his family? The jailer. Seeing and hearing the good news of the kingdom ends up putting his trust in Jesus. Not only him, but his family also. Touched, set free by the power of the gospel, the jailer cares for Paul and Silas. He washed their wounds, and Paul and Silas baptized him. The jailer obviously had to have heard of the evil spirit being cast out of the slave girl. The jailer heard Paul and Silas singing their songs of faith while they were locked up. The jailer saw and felt the earthquake open the doors. Those things did not change his faith or lack of it. But what happened next changed his life. Paul and Silas did not run away. They didn't want to preserve their own life. They were offered freedom, and they stayed. And the jailer saw it, and he wanted what he saw. The power of the gospel rests in actions. 
and the message is itself. We hear the words, but the actions are what people see. The gospel was lived out in Paul and Silas because they did not run. And he heard the message. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Sitting in jail, talking of freedom, and it touched him. The message we hold, the message we hear, is in our actions. It speaks into the darkness of that prisons, and people hear it and desire it. So it is prayer, praise, and faith in Jesus that shakes up everything that is false, everything that is sick, everything that's built on sin. That's the gospel, and it speaks to us until all are set free. Amen.